So, uh, yesterday the trailer for the Iron Claw movie came out. Uh, it's being distributed by A2 A24 Films. And in case you guys don't know what A24 Films is, uh, they're basically an independent uh, film company, distributing company, that distributes, you know, gets behind, or gets behind, I should say, a lot of uh, projects that I guess you could say are outside of the AMPTP. In other words, you know, like with, with what's going on right now in the strike and everything, you know, the uh, AMPTP, you know, can't be held responsible for what, you know, for what A24 is doing, you know, when it comes to their projects, you know. In another, in other words, the Screen Actors Guild may even say, "Look, you know, as long as you know that movie's not connected to anything major like Paramount, Disney, Universal, Warner Brothers, you know, the Screen Actors Guild, the SGA, will, you know, pretty much give, you know, sometimes, if not most times, the okay to actors and actresses to go and you know finish that project since it's outside." of what they're striking against right now. And The Iron Claw is one of those movies that is being distributed outside of the major studios. Uh, it's being distributed by A2 Films. It's being distributed by BBC Films and Alliance Entertainment. And I can say this, you know, being a wrestling fan for a long time, you know, this is a movie that I think a lot of fans have been wanting to see for for quite some time because, you know, we always see these biopics based on uh, bands from the 60s and 50s. And, you know, a lot of these biopics do a decent job in capturing, you know, you know, what, you know, what happened between those bands and all that. You know, we get these biopics and everything focusing on one individual singer or uh, we get these biopics focusing on, you know, the behind-the-scenes situations of sitcoms or dramas, you know, couples that come together because of said sitcom, stuff like that. And as I said, they do seem to capture, you know, as best as they can, you know, exactly what people have talked about in autobiographies, memoirs, you name it. You know, we even got A2 films behind, you know, behind distributing of the Priscilla movie, which is based off her memoir, you know, that kind of talks about her time being with Elvis. And if I know my mom, that might be something she might want to see down the line. Now, with that said, though, getting back to the Iron Claw, I have to say that what I saw here in the trailer definitely, definitely captures the spirit of what, you know, of what the Von Erichs meant to the wrestling business, what they meant to the state of Texas, you know, and what they meant to world-class championship wrestling, WCCW, when it was around. In fact, the in-ring stuff that you see in the trailer feels, you know, feels authentic, feels genuine, you know, to what, you know, has always been documented. I mean, the people they picked out to portray the Von Erichs and portray certain other wrestling talent that we're going to see, um, you know, appear throughout the film... You know, I, I have to say that they did a tremendous job in, you know, picking the right people and building them up. 
Um, I mean, obviously, if you're a wrestling fan right now, the one, some of the wrestlers that will get your attention to tune in and watch uh, this film for are, you know, Chavo Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero Jr., that is, uh, Ryan Namath, and MJF. Now, you might say, well, what do they have to do with the film? Well, there are significant parts in the film that they're going to, uh, significant parts, I should say, of the Von Erich story, you know, that they got to touch upon, which, you know, obviously the people behind the film realize, hey, we cannot, we cannot, you know, tell this story without really telling the story, without really, you know, getting into the nitty gritty, you know, with some of the details and everything that happened behind the scenes. So, for example, Chavo Guerrero, he's going to be playing the Sheik. Um, I think that has to deal maybe with Fritz and his sons when they first started. So the Sheik, you know, is an integral part uh, in their careers, I think, at the beginning. Then you have Ryan Namath. Ryan Namath is going to be playing Gino Hernandez. That's right, Gino Hernandez and in case you guys don't know, Gino Hernandez, you got to watch Dark Side of the Ring for this. But Gino Hernandez was pretty much a big, I wouldn't say a big name in a small pond, but he was the kind of name that had, you know, had tragedy not struck him when it did. There is no doubt that Vince McMahon would have picked him up right away. There is no doubt. Unfortunately, he's somebody that did tragically meet an end, um, you know, during his time in world class. And again, you got to watch Dark Side of the Ring in the episode on Gino uh, to find out what I'm talking about and everything, you know, to really get the Pacifics, if you will, to really get the Pacifics. But then we have MJF, and MJF is actually going to be a very integral, integral, um, if you will, it's going to be very integral, integrated, uh, integral, um, if you will, uh, in the story. Because MJF, believe it or not, is going to play Lance Von Erich. Now, in case you don't know who Lance Von Erich is, basically, he was brought in, you know, he was brought in, I think, by Fritz to portray himself as a long-lost brother or basically uh, the other brother of the Von Erichs. Because... At the time when Lance was brought in, I think they had already lost David. I don't know if they lost somebody else after that. I don't know if it was Michael Chris they lost. Um, but yeah, they they needed to bring in another Von Erich because I think they were still doing a few with the Freebirds. And they had no one else. And I think the youngest was not ready yet to get in the ring. Uh, whoever that was, I think it was Michael Chris, was not ready enough or you know, built up enough to get in the ring. So they had to call upon somebody else. And he brought in this other wrestler and basically said, I'm going to make you a Von Erich. But every, but here's what's crazy. And this was way before internet. This is way before internet, okay? Way before anybody could be dubbed as marks and be dubbed as be-all, see-all, know-it-alls and everything. The fan, and this specifically, this is specifically goes for the fans in Texas and Dallas. They could see that Lance Von Erich was not a genuine Von Erich. He was a fake one. He was a fake. 
And they let the Von Erichs have it. You know, they, they let the Von Erichs have it, you know, have it when it came to basically, you know, them, try, mostly Fritz, trying to pass off this, you know, false Von Erich as one of their own. Fans there could see through it, you know, without, without even having to be on any kind of social media, or internet, and stuff like that. And what's interesting is that obviously... Fritz realized that, yeah, this isn't going to work. And basically, I think they did something to where the guy that portrayed Lance left the territory or was kept around, but just put into a position to where he got exposed of pretending to be something he wasn't. And that's another aspect of the story they're going to explore. And the reason why you have someone like MJF, who's the current AEW World Champion, in that, you know, in that role, very important role, if you will. And again, you know, you got Ryan Namath, you got, you know, Chavo Guerrero Jr. in the roles they're going to be in. And those are very significant when it comes to the people they're portraying. Now, like I said, the, the story I thought, now the trailer, I should say, really, it really got my attention as a fan. Because again, like I said, the, the, uh, uh, the aestheticness, the artisticity, the aestheticness, if you will, um, that you know that you see in the trailer, I thought was really good, you know. And obviously, they're going to explore everything about this about this family from you know when the boy from when Fritz got I think when Fritz started to when he got his sons into it to the tragedies and all that. We're going to get all the you know all the excuse me we're going to get all the all the nook and crannies if you will of this you know of this family's uh, story and everything. And obviously, obviously, Kevin Von Erich is behind it, or at least is endorsing it and is behind it, because he endorsed um, Zac Efron, you know, as, do, as being a good portrayal of himself in the film. So it's going to be, so I'm, I'm going to say this, it's definitely going to be worth going to see, you know, uh, in, a, in two months. It's definitely going to be worth going to see in two months. There's no doubt about that. And again, if you want to know more about you know, LeVon Erics and everything, about world-class championship wrestling, there is several ways you can find out. You know, you got several documentaries here on YouTube. You got The Rise and Fall of World Class by WWE. And then, of course, you got the Dark Side of the Ring episode um, as well. And I think even Tales from the Territories did it too. I'm not really sure. But there's various ways you can find out, you know, all the details that you, you know, you want to know about before going to see this movie to really, to really get a grasp as to, you know, what, what this family meant to the wrestling business. You know, because, you know, I, I didn't know much about the Von Erichs until, until uh, the 90s when... Kerry Von Erich came in as the, you know, to the WWF, WWE that is, as the Texas Tornado. And it wasn't until, I think, a year or two into his uh, run, you know, in WWE, that they finally referred to him not just as Texas Tornado, because that's what they did. That's the one thing Vince would do. Vince would bring somebody in and give, and for a certain amount of time, he would have them go by whatever nickname or gimmick Name, nickname or gimmick name he gave them before finally saying, you know what, I'm just going to, we're just going to change it to where you'll still have the name, 
but we'll give you your real name or whatever like actual name we can think of. And you know, for and you know, for Kerry Von Erich, he was, you know, like I said, for a year or so, a good year and a half, he was the Texas tornado. That was it. Then I guess later on they decided, okay, people know who he is. They recognize him, you know, as being part of the Von Erichs. And they just said, let's call him Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. And that's what they did, you know, which is really good. So, you know, so that's how I knew about Kerry Von Erich and everything. And I swear I did see him after he left WWF. I think I did see him pop up in WCW briefly, as well as in GWF and all that. So, and he's had some memorable moments outside the ring, too, before he took his own life about a year or two later. Oh, two years, about a year, I think, what was it, 93 he took his life? So, yeah, about a year, uh, about, I think, a year after he was let go from the WWE, you know, so. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, so, yeah, basically that's how I knew about him, and I think it was through Global Wrestling Federation, GWF, that on ESPN that not only I saw him, but I think I saw Kevin Von Erich as well, you know, so. You know, I, I got I got to know over time what this family was about and, and everything. And obviously, anytime a wrestling company goes to Texas, to the Dallas area, or straight into Dallas, you know, fans there, past and present, know who the Von Erics are. They do. I mean, I was watching, rewatching some clips from the Raw Homecoming in 2005 when Raw went back to USA from TNN, uh, which is now Paramount. Uh, network, you know, and I remember, you know, I remember the, you know, I remember they were making a big deal by Homecoming and the Legends and all that, and you can find it here on YouTube, they have the Legends segment on there, and they also have a segment where Lillian Garcia is introducing Kevin Von Erich to the audience, and that place exploded, you know, when when she first introduced him and everything, and then it was doing the leg- legend segment when they were basically beating the <laughs> beating the crap out of Rob Conway for interrupting them and disrespecting them. That one of the last things you see, you know, because all of them are kind of like laying it in on him. Dusty Rhodes is doing the flip flop and fly on him, and then all of a sudden the last big thing you see before Superfly Snooker goes up the top rope and hits him with a Superfly Splash. The thing you see before that, you know, is Kevin Von Erich grabbing a hold of his head. Uh, Rob's head with one hand and then latching on the claw with the other and that place erupted and there's even people in the comment section that said hey I was there and when he did that the, the roof almost came off because again past or present you know people in that area that region know who the Von Erichs are the Von Erichs basically are like the beat the the Von Erichs basically to you know, the tech to, uh, to the state of Texas and mostly the Dallas area, they are, you know, they were and still are, I should say, like the Beatles, you know, when the Beatles came to the U.S. They are basically the Beatles of that area. So, so yeah, that's how important and how, you know, in- inferential, you know, the Von Erichs and how much the legacy is still, you know, kept around even to this day, you know, through stories and rewatches and stuff like that. It shows you the, the impact that these people had. 
and they still have it to this day. I mean, when and we when TNA tried to continue it on, they they brought in Lacey to be part of the beautiful people. That didn't last long. So I think she may have. Re I think she's retired because I think she realized, hey, it's not you know for me. She tried. She might still still try again. Who knows? And then you got Mike and Lance. I think it's, or Mark and Lance, one of the two. I can't think of the names right now. Kevin's sons that are wrestling right now. Last I saw, they were wrestling for MLW. I don't know if they're still wrestling for MLW. They might be ready to go off to AEW or even WWE. We'll see. But I can guarantee whoever gets Kevin's sons uh, under their uh, system or under their roof are really going to benefit from it. Guarantee. Because where they go... You're going to have the, Von, you know, where they go, you're going to have, you know, fans of the Von Erichs follow, especially if you end up in the Dallas area, because they will pack that place. They will pack that place just to see the Von Erichs boys. That's a, that's a guarantee. But, yeah, overall, though, the trailer I thought did really good. The trailer I thought did really good in getting my, my vestige, my vestige, my vested interest peaked to a high that I'm wanting to, I want to go see this movie when it comes out. I really do. So let me know what your thoughts are, guys, on the Iron Claw trailer. What did you think about it? Does it got you interested to go see this movie? And does it got you interested to maybe find out more about the family that it's based on? Let me know down below in the comments section as well as the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. And until next time, I am out.